In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. What is the most breathtaking view you have ever seen? Have you ever been someplace in the world where honestly the view was just beyond description? It was, it was more than you could take in. You stood in awe. Well, I want you to know that in Revelation chapter 4, John is beholding a view unlike anything any of us have ever seen. Now we're going to see it. Oh yes, we're going to see it someday. But John saw it in advance. In Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, you'll remember uh, that a door opened in heaven and a voice said, Come up hither. And so John is caught up to be with the Lord. You'll remember early in the New Testament, uh, there was an occasion where Paul wrote to the church at Corinth and said that he was caught up into the third heaven. And he saw there things that it was not lawful for him to utter. He saw things he was not permitted to say. But in Revelation chapter 4, John, on the other hand, is caught up into the third heaven and he is allowed to see things and he's commanded to say them. He is actually instructed, write this down. Don't miss this. Take this all in and convey it to the churches. Now, I think it goes without saying that you cannot fully describe the majesty and glory of our God and that you can never exhaust an infinite God and that there's no way that... Everything about God uh, can be conveyed, but I would say this, all that God wants conveyed about Himself is conveyed through this revelation. Uh, there's so much more we're going to discover when we see Him face to face. But in Revelation chapter 4, beginning in verse number 2, we read these words, And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, look, behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Beginning in Revelation chapter 4 and verse number 2, here's the view. It is a view of the throne. In fact, the throne is mentioned 12 times in chapter 4. Then it's mentioned 5 times in chapter 5. Before we're done with our study today, I hope you'll understand why the throne is so significant, why it is so special. And frankly, I hope you'll want to bow at the throne and give God glory and praise for who He is. So we know that John is in the Spirit. We know that John is in heaven. And yet isn't it wonderful that he's not enthralled with heaven itself first. He rather is enthralled and enraptured with him that sits on the throne. Let's talk about this view of the throne today. First of all, where is it? Well, we know that it is in heaven. The throne was set in heaven. That idea set literally means it's, it's fixed. Aren't you glad that in a world that's rocking and rolling, in a world that is shaking and shifting, in a world that is upside down and inside out, there is a throne that is fixed in heaven. It has always been there, it is there today, and it will always be there. You see, the heaven that John is in in Revelation 4 verse 2 is what Scripture refers to as the third heaven. The first heaven we see by day, uh, that's where the birds fly. Uh, the second heaven we see by night, that's where the, the moon and the stars are. But the third heaven, oh my friend, that's where God is. 
That's where he rules and overrules. And the, the beautiful truth to me here, the fact that the throne is in heaven, reminds us that there is something over earth. There's something bigger than everything on this planet and everyone on this planet. And so the first view of the throne that we see here is where it is. It's in heaven. Then we see who is on it. The Bible says in verse 3, And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. I love this thought in verse 2. The throne is set. And in verse 3, there is one sitting on the throne. Who is on the throne? That's our God. Uh, We know that no man has seen God at any time. God's a spirit. So the Lord is using symbolism here to reveal something about Himself. He specifically uses jasper and the sardine stone, the sardius. What do we know about these two stones? Well, we know first of all that jasper is hard. Uh, it It is dense. It is a very hardy stone. Let me tell you who our God is. He's the strong one. Uh, He is a God who is uh, gentle and tender, and yet He is hard. He is just. He is firm. And the sardius, what is that? Well, the sardine stone was a flaming red stone. And so get the symbolism here that John must have been looking at. The one sitting on the throne uh, looked like fire. Do you remember the writer of Hebrews says, Our God is a consuming fire. So it's not so much the the throne itself physically that he's taken with. It is the one sitting on the throne. In other words, we're getting a glimpse here of God as judge, his hardness, his consuming fire. And then notice a third thing in this view of the throne. Notice what was around it. The Bible says at the end of verse 3, And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. So there's a rainbow. We know in Scripture, of course, that the rainbow is indicative of God's promises, God's sure word. But this particular rainbow has an emerald color, an earthly color. Uh, The idea here is God's justice and judgment over the earth. God's dealing with earth from this throne. Uh, You'll also notice that the rainbow is a complete rainbow. We see, of course, rainbows here on earth. And uh, our idea of completeness is it goes completely from one end to the other. But actually, this rainbow is a full circle. It completely encircles the throne. It's an idea of God's complete work. And then the Bible says in verse 4, And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. So around the throne is not only a rainbow, but also twenty-four other thrones with twenty-four elders sitting on them. We learn in the Revelation that these 24 elders represent the church. And notice what they're doing. They are ruling with the Lord, but they're also worshiping the Lord. Are you getting this mental picture of the throne room of heaven? Uh, Do you see the one sitting on it, a consuming fire? Do you see all those gathered around it, worshiping Him? And then notice what comes out of it. The Bible says in verse 5, And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. A lot of sights and sounds coming out of the throne. You remember in the Old Testament when the people of God approached to Mount Sinai, there were lots of sights and sounds at Sinai, and that holy place, that holy mount. Well, these sights and sounds in the throne room of heaven are the sights and sounds of God's holiness. They must have made him tremble. And then notice what is before the throne. The Bible says here that there are seven lamps of fire burning uh, that represent the seven spirits of God. 
Remember, seven is the number of completion. Well, these seven lamps remind us of God's complete work, the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And then, not only that, but before the throne, there's a sea. The Bible says in verse 6, And before the throne there was a sea of glass, like unto crystal. Uh, you remember that in Scripture, the sea on earth always represents that which is constantly churning and changing. But God's sea is perfectly still, perfectly calm. Why? Because the one who sits on the throne is the one who calms everything. Oh, this view of the throne in Revelation chapter 4 is not just the central message of Revelation 4. Friends, it's the central message that we need today. Would you get your eyes off of men, off of earthly rulers? Would you get your attention fixed on the throne of heaven and the one who sits on the throne? He's the king, and the king is coming. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.